Yo, what's up, everybody? Today is Thursday, May 14th, and I have to make a correction because last week I kept saying that we were at episode 38, and we weren't. We were at we were actually at episode 39. So this week is episode 40. Uh, sorry about that mishap. I was kind of out of it last week. You know, just had a lot going on, so I misspoke. But today is our transition period, our transition episode. We're at episode 40. That's a big deal. We're at over 1,200 listeners going into 1,300. We'll be at 2,000 in um, no time, 2,000 listens. So I want to thank you guys. Of course, I always have to give you an update on how we're doing numbers-wise because numbers is going to get us to where we want and need to be. So, Episode 40, Anything Goes Podcast. It's me, Streets, Travis Bethay, Vine, whatever you want to call me. Just don't call me a fuck nigga. <laughs> but um, we're, we're here today. It's midday. Uh, I have no wine. You know, it's too early for that. I'm not full-blown uh, alcoholic yet. I never will be. I think liquor is disgusting. Wine is tolerable. Beer is doable. So my thing is, of course, Mary Jane. I love Mary Jane. She's a beautiful young lady. You know, uh, she takes us places that we never thought we could go. So definitely an advocate for that. Uh, for my wine drinkers, you know, of course, drink responsibly. I have a friend who told me, you know, he can down a whole bottle of red wine. And I'm like, well, that's it's pretty irresponsible. <laughs> but I can't say anything because if you give me the opportunity, I'm going to smoke blunts back to back. That's just what it is. Uh, I hope everybody is doing OK. I hope your work week has been pretty decent. We're at the end. It's Friday Eve, of course. I hope your weekend was good last weekend. And, you know, we're going into another weekend. People are going to be traveling. Uh, states are opening back up slowly but surely. But I do want y'all to remember that this pandemic is real. Even if the flu may be worse or if we're, we have more uh, deaths by the flu, they're showing us the coronavirus numbers. Um, they're pretty... It's pretty alarming. Uh, we do realize that people do die from the flu every year, but they're not. They don't really push that agenda. They're pushing this, and we do need to act accordingly because people are getting sick, people are dying, people are recovering, which is a good thing. But we do need to take heed. So if you're gonna be traveling, going from place to place, city to city, state to state. Be mindful and also know that you're taking a chance that you could get sick. That's just what it is. Um, if you hear any background noise, it's the birds outside. They're attracted to the house. I don't know why. So, you know, excuse them. They love me for some reason. Uh, they talk to me all day and night. So if you hear any tapping noise, it's, it's, it's a bird. It's birds. 
But uh, seriously, guys, with the coronavirus, with this pandemic, take it serious. Take every precaution needed. Glad, glad, grab your mask. Grab your hand sanitizer. Grab gloves. Make sure you and your loved ones are protect, protected every day, no matter what you're doing. So we're going to jump right into it. We have a few things to talk about. I want to start with something that we were blessed with on May the 9th. And that was a versus battle on Instagram Live. And it put Texas against Philly. Not really, but I'm just saying that. You had two beautiful black women. Two women who I grew up on. Um, I remember being in third or fourth grade, Miss Wilkins' class at Latham, uh, when I heard Erica Badu for the first time, and it was on and on. Probably her biggest hit today. My teacher loved her. She loved that song. When she said I was, uh, she she was at home one day. She heard this record and she she just fell in love with it. So she used to bring the song to to class and play it for us. So I've I've been an Erica fan since I was younger. And then I was introduced to Jill Scott. Long Walk uh, was a, an amazing record. She's a great songwriter. They put their skills in their their discography up against each other and on display for the world on Saturday. And they broke the internet, as they should. You have two beautiful women, two very talented women, two very talented, beautiful black women. Uh, I was amazed. I really was. They they broke the viewers' record set by Teddy Riley and Babyface. They did 525,000. Jill and Erica did 700,000. And this is this is for my ladies. This this is for my women. This is for my black women. You guys do drive the culture. Let me say that again. Y'all drive the culture. Y'all set a lot of trends. Y'all make things very fashionable or very relatable, very now. And that was proven on Saturday night because you have two women that are in they're in the same lane but they're not in the the lane of like popularity of what's happening now what's what's going on now what's what's um what trend is 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 happening you know they're not Meg the Stallion they're not Beyonce they're not Rihanna they're Jill Scott and Erica Badu and for the women who are in in that lane, who are under that um, umbrella of the neo soul, the um, the sage, the you know, I'm gonna carry myself a certain way, no matter what. You guys are the shit, and you can stay in that lane. You can stay doing that and still be appreciated and celebrated and treated as a goddess. You don't have to take down and be what society deems you to be. You don't have to show your body. You don't have to sell yourself short. 
You don't have to do any of that. You can be you and just be the best version of you and be dope at it. You can be natural. You don't need too many extras. Just do you and we'll take notice and you will definitely be praised and appreciated. Leading into the battle, the streams of these ladies, they they went up. You had um, Thursday and Friday. They collectively bought in 2.1 million like clicks and streams on their music. But after, after, um, after the, the versus battle on Saturday and Sunday, when you look at the numbers, their streams tripled. They alone bought in 6.7 million together with the songs that they put on display, they bought in streams. They made money off of this. People forget how dope they are, how dope their their voices are, how their how good their pens are. Um on and on by Erica Badu, it went up 129%. She went from 165,000 uh clicks or streams for that song to 378,000. Jill Scott for a long walk. She went from 232,000, I mean from 66,000 to 232,000. She had a um man, she she went up 232%. No, no, no. I'm, I said that wrong. I'm sorry. She went from 66,000 streams to 220,000. And that was a 232% increase. So they put on the show for us and then we repaid them by going in and downloading their um their playlists or their, their records. I know my homeboy Kwame, he <clears throat> put up a playlist of all of their songs. I added it, definitely, because this was a, a battle for the ages. It was epic. It was needed for the culture. And it celebrated women. It showed that women can definitely be on the same page, in the same lane, on one accord, and give us a show, and it all be love. So I hope everybody who watched that um that stream, that that live, I hope you took something from it. I hope you enjoyed and appreciated the music. And let's continue to celebrate Miss Jill Scott and Erica Badu. Moving right along, I hate to talk about this. I hate to touch on it, but I have to. And it's Takashi Six Nine. Um, he's home. Everybody knows he's home, and it was just going to be a matter of time before dude started trolling, and he did. He started. But he dropped a song. He dropped a song in a video on Friday and he went on Instagram Live. And part of the intrigue about this dude is a lot of people want to hear his story. But this is a sign of the times and I'm just going to be honest. A lot of people like dude. They're entertained. Seriously. They are entertained. He is here for entertainment. This dude has never been, nor will he ever be a street nigga. That's just what it is. 
He's pushing an agenda that allows people to be something they aren't in order to make money. Uh, a lot of rappers, you know, do fabricate in their rhymes. But this dude was really claiming and portraying to live a lifestyle that he knew nothing about. And everybody around him knew that, but they wanted to make money off of him. He told them that he could make them money, and he did. But with that comes people who want to extort you because they know you're not going to do anything about it. Uh, here comes people that they just have zero respect for you. You know, they like, I could talk to you any type of way I want to because you're not going to do anything. He never adapted to his circumstances. And y'all remember that word adapt because we're going to come back to it later. He never adapted to his circumstances. Instead of him pulling people from the gang and like making sure that they're on his team or on his side. And he may have did it. He might have done this with Kuda B, the guy who shot at Chief Key for him. You know, when he put the hit out and TMZ recorded it and put it out for press. Kuda B may have been somebody that would have robbed, killed, whatever for 6 9 But he ended up telling on him anyway, even though he committed a crime that you paid him for. But he could have easily gone to people in, in the Nine Trey Bloods and been like, look, you know, this is what's going on. I need y'all to be here with me. In every neighborhood, and every clique, and every gang, you have sub-cliques. You know what I'm saying? So you have certain homeboys who you know would jump off the roof for you. He didn't do that, clearly. Because instead of him handling shit in the streets, which he said he was gangster, he was walking around telling everybody to suck his dick, when he got snatched up, he told. Maybe if he was still on the street, he would have gotten some things handled and got some respect and, you know, was able to really, really flourish and become this super thug that he wanted to. But he didn't. When it came time to test this dude and his morals and ethics and test his gangster, because that's the movement he had in like 2017 and the beginning of 2018. It was like, test my gangster, suck my dick, ain't nobody going to do nothing to me. Them niggas that was with you was violating you, clearly, and you did nothing about it. You were on, you were being recorded and, you know, from the surveillance in the truck, or was it uh, the, the FBI and police? you know, having surveillance in that truck. Dude, you were pretty much stuttering and about to cry. You were afraid. And that's okay because you didn't know whether you were going to live or die in that instance. And you were probably tired of getting beat on. There's a meme out there that says, you know, it's the guy and the girl texting each other. Y'all know the little cartoon shit we've been sharing the shit out of the last month or two. Uh, it, but it was like, you know, pull up, I'm in the hood. And the girl says no because they keep slapping you in the back of your head and sending you to the store and calling you like a bitch-ass nigga. He probably got tired of that. You know what I mean? And, and Or he was afraid that that was going to happen to him. I don't know. But I know we're in a different time and place. And this dude did 142 million views 
on that video. I went to the video. I did not open it today. I am not giving that dude any more streams or looks uh, or views or whatever the case may be. But I seen when I typed in his name, that song came up and it said 142 million views. He broke like YouTube single day view count or whatever. He crashed YouTube and Instagram. That just lets you know people aren't looking at him as this gangster. They're not. He's an entertainer. But he took a lot of people off the street. He stopped a lot of families from eating good. And he made a mockery of it on his Instagram live video. He clowned rappers in New York. He's been boastful. Uh, he did sign a record deal while he was in uh, prison. Or he signed it, signed, signed it. Or he signed an extension. So he's making money. He's going to be making music. Um, I can't advocate violence against this little dude, you know, the little homie or whatever. He's he's that. He's the little nigga. But I'm going to say this. You're going to keep poking the bear, which is the streets, which is the gang lifestyle, which is the hood. And somebody is going to wake up and they're going to bite your fucking head off. And you're not going to know what to do. It's already some real niggas saying shit against you and about you. And there's going to be some real niggas in New York who going to try to knock your head off your shoulder. Now, surveillance and security can't be with you 24-7. Be careful and be mindful, my nigga. You are a target and you should be. Because you came into our culture the the African American culture, the black culture, this hip hop culture, and you turned it upside down and you're not one of us. So to hell with you. You were entertaining back in 2018 when your album came out. Man, I even downloaded your album and the minute they picked you up on that snitching shit, I deleted it. Take your ass and do some pop music or whatever. You should not be making a dime off of hip hop because you do not represent this culture in a good light. You're not shining a good light on our culture. People are going to think that this is common. And it's not. There are people who tell yes. There are people who snitch all the time, but they're in our culture. You're not. You're not from our culture. You're not in our culture. Get the hell out of our culture. Go to the pop charts. You can make all the money you want to over there. Your ass ain't finna be getting booked in these hood spots. Somebody gonna take your head off your shoulder, man. You need to walk around with your head on the swivel. That's my word. I don't want to spend too much time on this dude, but it's something that needs to be addressed and something that we have to take serious as a culture. We already have uh, people coming in and taking from us on every other level. And they've definitely been taken from our music. We have to start preserving it. If somebody is fraud and flawed and you see that they're not a dime in their cubic zirconium, they need to stay where they are. We have to stop being so welcoming with open arms. And that's on any level. In any aspect of our culture, our community, our lives, we have to stop being so welcoming to people who don't deserve it.
Seriously. That is our knock right there. We will let anybody in. We'll let them sit at our table. We'll let them eat from our plates. And they do nothing for us. It was a charity foundation that's um, you know, t- for children that wouldn't take his donation. It was like 200000 or, or something of that nature. They said they didn't want it. And people were up, up in arms about it. Like, oh, it's for the kids. It's for the kids. No, this dude is a pedophile for one. And then you're gang affiliated and you're still, you go to prison for damn near a year or over a year and you come home to the same shenanigans. You're still on this, like if I was you, I would hate me too. I'm a snitch, I'm coming home. Like the shit that this dude is glorifying, no one should co-sign it and stamp it and approve it. And that charity's like, no, we don't want your money. All money isn't good money. And you don't want to be associated with somebody who is basically a clown. Because that's what he is. You may be entertaining to some. You may be funny to others. But at the end of the day, you're a rat-ass clown. And you need to get out of the culture. That's just what it is. So, we have to transition into our topic and there are some things that I'm not touching on today because I don't want to bring the mood down but we're going to talk about them later on in another episode because you know we're still being killed at an alarming rate black people by uh, police officers or by vigilantes and the murders are happening and they're being covered up or they're not being talked about until later on. And that's a problem. You know, we're going to address that issue um, um, on another episode at a later date. But I want my people listening to me to do two things. Whenever you see one of your brothers and sisters being harassed, you don't have to leave. You don't have to retreat. You don't even have to say anything. Just stand there. Sometimes that's the best thing to do. Stand there and just be like, look, I want to make sure that everything goes smoothly. Don't be combative. Uh, These cops, these assholes, their body cam is supposed to be recording everything. You also be recording for your safety. So if you have to go to court or they try to give you some bullshit as, you know, citation or arrest you, you're like, no, I didn't do anything. But with the climate of the country right now and what I'm seeing at an alarming rate, I didn't feel comfortable leaving my brother or sister right, you know, in in the hands of this corrupt ass cop. You know, I, I didn't feel comfortable. I didn't want them to to be at risk to at risk for losing their life. So, you know, do that. Just stand there, record, be a presence. And also, we have to take into account that we need to pay attention to the politicians in our community on the state and local level. We need reform with laws. And with police, police, nah, tongue tied with policing, the police department, 
We have to have change. It's okay to vote for the president, but we all know that the states are, their governing bodies, they're pretty much individual. It's, it's the United States, but it's not. Each state is pretty much its own country when you think about it. So we're not taught this. We have to learn it. So in order to see change, we're going to have to do it on a local level. We're going to have to take things more serious. We're going to have to do our research on candidates, police chiefs, mayors, everyone. So do those two things for me. We're going to talk more in depth later on. Of course, I will come back and revisit this. But y'all be safe. Protect each other. Don't let anybody do harm to your brother and sister. Don't. Don't just stand by and I'll turn the other cheek or whatever. Me personally, if I see you beating up on one of my people, I'm going to jump in it. That's just what it is. I'm not telling everybody else to do it, but enough is enough. I'm tired of seeing people get gunned down and people are walking away free. Nothing's happening. What is the value of the black lives in the United States? Hell, around the world. It's so undervalued, but if it's not for the black people in the country, well, in the world, and especially this country, you have nothing. It's like you'll take from us, you want us to spend, you want us to create, but then you want to treat us like we're less than human to this day. Go to hell. Seriously. That's for anybody, any racist or prejudiced, stereotypical bastard, asshole, whatever. Go to hell. I also want to address, uh, I put up a status a few days ago, and it caused some controversy. I want to, you know, clear this up. Some people who are listening are my Facebook friends. Some people aren't. You know, I was always raised that if you have a question, ask it. If you're feeling some type of way, say what's on your mind. You get what I'm saying? And get it off your chest. You know, so I did that. And I said, if God rocked with us, I think things would be better. I'm starting to think Buddy don't care about black people. And it shocked. A lot of folks. I want to clear up uh, some some things. I go to church. I started going back to church maybe a year ago, last year sometimes. Um, I go pretty regularly. I want to establish a better relationship with God. I really do. Because I know with what I want to get accomplished and just what I want out of life in the grand scheme of things, I need God. I need him to be first. I don't need him to be second. I need to put him first. And I realized that I was raised in church. Um, you know, I used to stay home on Sundays with my mom when she wasn't going to church, but my sister would go and my dad would go. My dad was a bass guitar player. When my mom got back in church, I was in church every Sunday. I was, and on Wednesday nights and at revivals and I sung on the choir. I did all that. And then I became a teenager and I had a choice. And I'm like, man, look, I want to hit these streets. I'm jumping off the porch. It is what it is. Uh, I stopped going to church in my 20s. My beliefs changed. I never stopped believing in God. I just wasn't a big 
a proponent of church and religion. And I go to a wonderful church. I love my pastor. He's great. I love his wife. I love his entire family. We were, I was brought up under them. They're older than me, but I was always around them. So it's nothing against them. It's just my beliefs change. And it's okay. When you get older, that's what happens. Your beliefs, uh, they evolve. You question things because as a kid, you are not, you, you don't know what religion is. It's taught to you. So you don't really know, you know one belief, and that's whatever your parents believe and whatever, you know, a preacher is preaching for and against. So I started looking at things from the standpoint of, you know, slavery and what happened to my people and how we came here and how Christianity was used to control our minds and our actions. Um so when I put that status up, it's, of course, it's after these killings and uh, over my Aubrey, you know, and, and just thinking about Trayvon Martin and thinking about all these black men and women and children who have been brutally killed and thinking about slavery and the civil rights movement and the Jim Crow days and even now, and it upset me. And I put the statement out there, but I think people took it the wrong way. I know they did. And I cleared it up in the comments. It's like, I'm just questioning God. And I was taught that you can. Uh, I'm not apologizing. Uh, I'm probably one of the biggest assholes you'll ever meet, but I'm very, very nice and very cool. Just don't cross me. So I'm not going to apologize. I just want people to understand this. Everyone has an opinion. I'm going to listen to your opinion. It may frustrate me. It may make me mad, but you're entitled to your own opinion. And so am I. So we have to respect each other. We definitely, um, you know, you don't have to respond to everything. Everything isn't going to be to your liking, but always get a person's perspective. Don't just assume that they're being an ass, okay? So just wanted to, to touch on that, man. I want us to definitely, you know, express ourselves and, you know, we don't have to try. I don't have to try to persuade you to think the way that I think. No, you're going to think how you want to think. But don't crucify me for having a difference of opinion or the way I go about doing things. So I just I just wanted to touch on that. But episode 40 is a milestone. And last week, I wanted to touch on the subject. I had put it on my status. I had written it down. And I'm glad I did because I didn't want to forget what it is that I wanted to talk about with you guys. And it's the three A's. Adapt, adjust. And act accordingly. Adapt, adjust, and act accordingly. This is what we have to do. This is life. This is what life is about when you're an adult especially. But even if you're a child and something unfortunate, something catastrophic happens in your life. Whether it be you lose a parent, you lose a friend, you lose a guardian, 
whatever, you may move. You have to adapt. You have to adjust. You have to act accordingly. This is what I was talking about in the 6-9 situation. But we have to keep this at the forefront of our minds. We like to say, you know, I'm going to keep this at the back of my mind. No, I need y'all to keep this at the forefront of your mind because this is something that I have to do. I haven't really been talking much the last couple of weeks because I've been in a rut, you know, Uh, and I don't want to make this a me thing, but I want to open up to you guys from time to time because I want people to get comfortable talking. We have to talk through things and we have to, the, the best listeners are sometimes the best talkers and the best talkers are the best listeners. So we have to train ourselves to be able to receive information and also put that information back out. So, you know, I've been down, I've been going through, I've probably been very snappy and I didn't understand what was coming from. So I had to take a step back and I had to like stop communicating with people regularly. I had to like take time for myself to be uncomfortable. I had to start adjusting my life. I really did. I had to start sacrificing comfort and what made me happy. A lot of times we will have some shit around us or have people around us that make us happy as hell. Uh, We think they do. But they're not making us happy. They're actually draining us because they're all they're doing is taking. We're just comfortable with the, those people. We really are. We're comfortable and we have a high expectation. This is nothing we haven't talked about before, but I want to bring everything full circle. I mean, that's for a reason, clearly. But we we have to get out of this mind frame of, you know, hey, I'm okay as long as you're okay. No, 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 no. That's bullshit. You have to start listening to people and watching their actions because nine times out of 10, they're not going to match up when people are bullshitting you. When people are just taking and they're being selfish, I need to start being selfish because I need to start matching the energy of people around me. But when a person is just constantly taking or an object or uh, it could be work, when it's constantly taking and pulling from you and you're stretching your heart and your emotions a million different ways, you have to start adjusting. You have to start adapting. You have to start ad- start acting accordingly. Um, if something that is pulling you down, if that's your comfort zone and that's what you think is making you happy, it's not. It's actually been a detriment to you and it's, it's killing you on the inside. I went through this. I ended up lashing out maybe um, a couple months ago at someone who didn't deserve it. You know what I mean? And that changed the dynamic of our relationship. And I had to fix that. You know, I had to go back and I had to fix it because it wasn't it wasn't her. She didn't do anything to me. It was it was me living how I live, where it's like I expect 
you know, everybody around me to be on the same page, to be on one accord. I expect you to do this, you to do this, you to do this. You need to be doing this. You know that's not good for you. That's that's who I am. You get what I'm saying? And there's a, a million other people out there, probably 10 million more people out there that's like me. When it's like, no, you need to worry about yourself. Stop putting your expectations of of you on other people. That's not realistic. So I did this and I had to go back and I had to apologize. And I'm still apologizing to this day because it was like, this was misdirected. You didn't do anything to me. It's me and it's the other people around me. It's not you. It's not, it's not you. You're not doing anything wrong. It's, it's me. And I lash out at, you know, people sometimes and they're like, damn, what's wrong with bro? And it's, it's the frustration because I haven't adapted or adjusted. I'm still that one track mind person that just sees the best in everybody. No, that's not life. So you have to start changing. You have to watch people. You have to listen to them. One of the biggest things we do is we tune people out or we just see the best in them and we want the best for them that we're not hearing them. Some people are fucked up individuals. And that's just what it is and you don't need to be around it. I believe now, today, episode 40, ain't giving up the same energy. Either I'm going to give you the same energy, I'm going to leave your ass where you're at. That's just what it is. Friend, uh, significant other, family. This applies to everyone. And it's not me. It's not me talking for myself. It's me talking for everyone. Everybody can get that treatment. Everybody can get left. And sometimes you have to do that. The definition of adapt is become adjusted to new conditions. Become adjusted to new additions. When somebody, to new conditions, when somebody switches up on you or when a group of people switch up on you, it's going to hurt. It's going to sting. But guess what? Adapt to it. The definition of adjust is to alter or move something slightly in order to achieve the desired fit, appearance, or result. Once you adjust, when you assess a loss or a damage, which we all have these moments, we all have these these times in our life where we're at a, a turning point, where we're at a boiling point where it's like I'm either going to sink or swim. You have to adjust. You have to adapt. You have to act accordingly. You have to start putting you first. For real. Like, when you want something so bad, like me, I want to win. I want to be successful. I want to be on a bigger stage. My ultimate agenda, my ultimate goal is far bigger than what anybody can see other than me. I have to adjust my life to that. I have to refocus my mind. For real. 
in a way that I never thought I would, where whether it's me just listening to, you know, solid monster sounds off a podcast that I love, whether it's me doing crossword word puzzles and, you know, going out here walking and, you know, doing whatever it is that I have to, that I see fit, that I, that I feel I have to do to achieve the ultimate goal. I, I have to adjust myself and the people around me. You have to start over. You have to hit the reset button sometimes and that hurts. Starting over is difficult and even starting that process is harder. When you know you have to start over, when you know you have to start putting people out of your life, when you know that this relationship isn't working, I'm putting in more than I'm getting out, this person is happy and I'm not, or this job is kicking my ass, my family is full of shit, whatever, whatever it is, starting over is tough and getting started is even harder. I know I'm repeating a lot of things, but I have to drive this shit home. We have to eat, we have to get started. You have to get up off the sideline. I I said yesterday, I said if if there was a painting that depicted where I am now, it's me picking myself up off the ground, off the floor. Um uh punch drunk right now. It's time to get up. Like you have to get up, you have to keep going. You have to refocus your energy and your mind. You have to stick to your plan and your script. You have to sit down sometimes and you have to cut the entire world off. Y'all know at the end of these podcasts, I say a lot of times like, hey, put your phone down. Log out of social media. Go for a walk. This is true. When you're trying to refocus your mind and your energy because you've been in a wreck. I mean, I I can say, I can pinpoint back to 2018 up until now to where I've made mistakes. And I'm like, damn, I should have did this. Or I should have listened when they said this, that, and the third. I should have acted accordingly. I can even go back further. You have to declutter your mind and your space, your environment. You have to to hit a hard reset and it's okay. It's scary, but it's worth it. Your script and your plan is all that matters. I was talking to my homeboy last night. He was like, the ultimate goal is happiness. And it is. If you're not happy, if somebody's not making you happy, if you're not making yourself happy, first and foremost, you gotta, you gotta step back. You gotta force yourself to address the issues, you have to sit down and you have to be like, okay, I'm tired of this. It's time for a change. And when you do that, the process begins. We might sometimes think that we could never get over a person. We could never get over a situation. I can't leave this job. I can't do anything. I've lost friends. I've lost relationships. We think like this. We we think it's a death sentence. What it is, is that we prolong and we procrastinate. We don't get the process started. So it lingers. People have shit that lingers for years. When, if they would have seen what was going on and started the healing process and started the moving on process 
at that point in time. Now, I, you know, give yourself a few days to try, you know, or try a few times. But I don't even want to tell y'all that. Fuck it. When people or events, whoever, when they show you what's really real and what's really good, begin your healing process. Because you might take a, a month to bounce back. But if you're not dealing with it, it could linger for up to a year or more. You get what I'm saying? I'm not telling you guys something that I haven't been through or haven't seen or, you know, people haven't told me. You get what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm telling you guys stuff that is beneficial because I've been there. I've procrastinated. I've prolonged shit. And I woke up and I was like, hey, to hell with this. Like, go on ahead. You know, go on ahead, man. I'm good. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I, I'm not getting anything out of this shit. You can't second guess yourself. For real. A lot of times we will. But like, am I making the right decision? You are. You just have to be confident. You don't want to let it go. You don't want to like, look, we're I'm a man. We don't want to let go of, of some women. You know, we're like, man, I don't, I don't want nobody to be with her. She mine. She's supposed to be mine. No, bro. It's not right. She's bringing you down. And it's vice versa with women and men. If he's bringing you down, leave. If a person isn't willing to change and just adjust and rock out with you, leave. You're not a placeholder. For real. People will put you in a box and sit you to the side and be like, you know, I want you to be right here while I'm over here doing my thing. I've done that shit and I've had it done to me. It's not cool. So we have to start using our common sense. And the minute we do that, we'll be better off. Nobody's happiness is more important than yours. People will guilt you into sticking around with them. Even if they own bullshit, they will guilt you into that. Like, oh, you know, but I need you. I want you around. No, you don't. You don't. Clearly, you don't. You know, that job, they're like, hey, you know, we don't want to lose you. They might throw you two or three more dollars. But is that going to make you happy? Your family might be the same way. Your family may bring you down to the point where you're not even thinking clearly. Because you want so much more for people and people are going to let you down. So we have to adapt, adjust, and act accordingly. Acting accordingly is putting you first. For real. You have to put you first. I do this podcast and I want success so bad. I will probably get a million dollars and give away 900000 For real. That's just how I'm built. I'm exaggerating, but that just lets you know how I think. I want the success and the notoriety because I want the time. I love my free time. I love doing what I want to do. On those days that I'm off, I get up. I do, you know, go through my daily routine and I'm done with stuff that I need to do by two if not earlier. And then I have the entire rest of the day to myself to do what it is that I want to do. I can record early. You get what I'm saying? And then I can just fuck off for the rest of the day. I like doing that. That's my prerogative. You're not going to be able to get time back. 
we waste time on people who don't deserve that shit. They never deserved it. Do not waste your time on anyone if it's not worth it. If you see the benefit, if you feel, if you feel like me and a person can grow together, whoever it is, it could be friends. I'm not just talking about relationships. It could be friends. It could be jobs. It could be an object. If you feel you can grow together, stick with it. See it through. And then if it's not working, go your separate ways. But if people aren't growing, if they have this one track mind, if they still are doing the same bullshit, leave their ass where they stand. Leave them. Larissa said you're going to get left. He was talking about some other shit, but I, it made sense. Leave them. Leave them where they are. Let them do them. For real. This shit is so therapeutic today. Find you and continue to work at you. A lot of times we lose ourselves when we're going through shit. When we're bogged down, when we're depressed, when we are dealing with anxiety, when we don't know which way is up. We don't know which way we're going to go. We lose who we are. We got to find that person again. You have to find who you are and you got to continue to work to be the best representative of yourself that you can be. When you hear people saying that they are who they are, run. Run the other way because that person is dangerous they're not going to grow. They're just going to bring you down. And that's that's the truth. That's the hard truth. We tend to love and we tend to stay around things that aren't beneficial to us. They're beneficial to the other party. You have to ask yourself, which I have had to ask myself recently, very recently. What am I getting out of this shit? Nothing. I'm not getting nothing but stress. You know, you're confused. You know, your your heart is aching, it's hurting, it's crying out. I've had friends come to me and talk to me and they're going through and they're sobbing and they're, they're hurting. And it's like, wow, we're really fucked up sometimes because we don't know who we are anymore. We've lost ourselves. We've um, let people come into our lives and shake it up and dictate to us what we're going to do and who we're going to be. Now we have to find us again. We have to do that. And we have to continue to work at who we are. You cannot slip back. When you get yourself out of that dark place, you can't slip back to it. For real. And if people don't understand that, then they're not supposed to be in your life. If I tell you something is triggering, you know, this emotion in me and you continue to do it, I have to go. If this job is doing that, if this food is doing that, if this house is doing that, if my family, if my friends, if my kids, I have to pull myself away and I have to start focusing on me and I have to get my mental intact. Because if it's not intact, what the hell, what am I doing? I'm going to self-destruct. I'm going to to make myself sick. I'm not going to want to be around anyone. And then when I'm around, I'm not going to be pleasant. I don't have to lash out at you. I can just have this aura about myself that I don't want to be bothered. You can't fit 
a square peg in a round hole. It just doesn't work. It's not possible. Oil and water don't mix. For real. Cooking oil doesn't go in the engine. In the car, you're going to blow your shit up. That's just fact. That's a fact. Y'all know Trav going to hit y'all with the facts. You can't put hot dog water in the gas tank. And you can't put sugar on shit. And I'm dropping the mic on that. You can't. You can't put sugar on shit. That shit that you're holding on to is not for you. Leave it alone. Put you first. It's okay. I promise. I really do. So the three A's or four, if you, you know, some people are going to be like, well, accordingly starts with the A. But I say three. Adapt, adjust, and act accordingly. Y'all keep that with you and do it. We got to live by that. And don't go back to what brought you down. It's not worth it. And that's a note That's a note to self. I had to tell myself it's going to be okay. I did. I made a big decision. I was like, it's going to be okay. 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 And I was telling myself yesterday, focus, focus, focus. And guess what? I made it through the day. I made it through the night. Today is a new day. And I'm here to tell y'all, you can do the same thing. I'm a work in progress. We all are. No one's perfect. But you should strive to be the best version of you. You are your own brand. You are a walking billboard. Let's smile and hold our heads up. This is for everybody, men, women, children. Young and old. You're never too old or too young to learn. So with that being said, I want everybody to have a good weekend. Tomorrow's Friday. Enjoy the rest of your day. Be safe. Remember, gloves, mask, hand sanitizer, wash your hands. Make sure you're washing your ass. Don't wear the same clothes two, three days in a row. Take them off, wash them. Clean your house. Make sure that you're doing everything you can to protect you and your family. If you're going through mentally, call someone for help. It's okay. If if meditating and exercising and all of this isn't working, if you still feel down, if you still feel overwhelmed and anxious, call someone. Look up black therapists on Google. Go to your job, HR department. See how many free sessions you can get. Just talk to somebody. Let's get out of these ruts that we're in. I admit it last night. I'm like, I'm in a rut. I'm hurting. I just had to be real with myself. And it's okay. I will show you guys my imperfections. If it's going to help, I'll definitely show them. So happy big 40 to us. Thank you guys for everything. Thank you for listening. And I want you guys to have a good day and a good weekend. I'll talk to you soon, and I'll see you soon, and you'll see me soon. Have a good one.